Welcome to Forward, a TED's faculty podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michelle Knight, and I'm here with my co-hosts. I'm Madison Pierce. I'm Josh Jip. And I'm James Arcadi. We are doing something a little different today. Uh, rather than in interviewing one of our colleagues, we decided to get together and sort of chat uh, about life right now, uh, both uh, with our families and things that are going on at home and in the world broadly. So we wanted to invite you into that conversation. And hopefully this gives you a, a way to get out of your house a little bit um, and interact in a different kind of a forum. I forgot we were doing video, so that's there forever. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, Madison, <laughs> uh, what's up? What's going on at home? How are you? Um, yeah, I'm fine so far. Um, I mean, things have been uh, relatively peaceful for us, apart from the fact that our hot water heater is broken. And, of course, you know, that is not an emergency. And so no one is super keen on fixing it. Um, so... Wait, isn't That's, isn't isn't plumber a essential service? It is, but we do thankfully like we we just bought this house, and so we have a home warranty. And nice. for it to be covered, we have to have the home warranty people involved, and uh, they're not keen on that right now. So here we are. Are you still showering? <sighs> um, I am, Josh. <laughs> it may not look <laughs> like it, but I am. With cold uh, water. Well, so we are, it's, it's broken in the sense that when it's on, it's like gushing water. And so we like, can't leave it on, but we can turn it on for like short bursts to use it momentarily and stuff. So, so you need we, to like stand there like that little like Dutch boy at the dike, kind of like holding, holding in the water in from the pillow. No, pictures. bless you. It's not, it's not that bad. It's, um, oh. it's like, Curtis would be able to explain this better. My husband, it's like, um, there's some kind of drain that like once the water comes through and is heated, it like comes out. And ours is just like constantly doing that. So our water bill was like just crazy. Um, so it's not like gushing into our home, but it's gushing somewhere that I don't understand. Mm. Um, but I know that it has cost me a lot of money. So, and that's not cool, especially right now. Yeah. Um, but other than uh, that, along, things are pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the other thing is that we're potty training. Um, and uh, we're Coach. also, we're quarantining with the nights. I don't, Michelle may not be there on your screens, but she's there for me. Um, and so we've tech, Michelle and I have been potty training two children right now. And, uh, so this is not an ideal time not to have hot water because, um, things have been soiled. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't think about that. If you need to wash stuff here, you can, um, okay. yeah, but yeah, we did somehow, somehow we thought that our kids are at home. Why don't we just potty train? Why didn't we think about the fact that our nerves would be frayed? And it's like a crazy time to be like, I know let's do this. It's so man. worth it in the end though. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and uh, this is the other bright spot is that I have a sidekick that can come to all my lectures. That's Isabel, our uh, trusty, trusty uh, hound. <laughs> she is uh, well, well traveled. She's been to three different countries and uh, is a delight. So yeah, she's a delight. Cool. So we have uh, some other animal sidekicks in the uh, podcast crew, don't we? I mean. I have a cat, if that's what I, I mean. Was, I was aware of that. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I actually had a student tweet yesterday about how a, a cat interrupted his class and he was totally subtweeting me. I'm kind of annoyed about it, actually, Jersey. This is geared towards you for sure. Uh, but my cat is um, wonderful. He's sleeping uh, actually in Isla's room. So hopefully he won't wake her. Um, mm. Uh, but she was very pleased that he went to sleep with her. So, um, that's my daughter. Yeah. Uh, so he is a massive, uh, half Siamese cat that spends most of his life talking very loudly. Um, and so he has not been permitted to be a part of the podcast meeting. Uh, it would be fairly disruptive. He's not as well behaved as Izzy, I fear, but we'll see. Yeah. Josh, James, what have you house? been up to? Oops, sorry. Go no, ahead. we, uh, no pets. But yeah, none, who else is at either. home? Yeah, yeah. No well, who else is at home? Yeah, but who is there? Yeah, my whole family's here. So I'm I'm upstairs right now. This is where I work. I work up here from about six thirty until one, and then, and Amber, my wife, uh, is basically doing homeschooling for Josiah, uh, Lucas, and Sapna, and then uh, they're age eight, seven, and five, and then I come down at one o'clock. And then uh, Amber go- comes up here and she works and I do fun stuff with the kids like piano, help them with piano and we do some cooking and we do baseball and we do some exercising and Spanish class and so forth. And then at five o'clock, Amber comes down and it's family time. So that's what my, my routine has looked like pretty much every day. And now that it's nice out, we started to, um, well, not that it's not necessarily that nice today, but we've had a few nice days. We've been able to get out and go for walks and ride our bikes and things like that. So, yeah, finally, when it was cold and we were all quarantined, that was a rough stretch, people. Like, yeah. I'm so pleased to have some warm. It's nice. It's, it's still cold, isn't it? I mean, that's a yeah. true California. Mid 40s, though, I mean, feels a little bit like you can you can at least be outside yeah. if you're dressed appropriately, right? Yeah. No? Oh, yeah. When it was 32, I bundled my kid up and made him take a walk because we needed to get out oh, of the yeah, house. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. This meant we wore four more or four less layers. So ultimately, we're pretty excited about it. But How about Josh? you, James? What's life like yeah, for you? Yeah, like, like you, Josh. I mean, I've got, uh, I got three kids also, and, and, and we're all home. I sort of feel like we're all working from home. Um, you know, thankfully, uh, my wife and I have jobs and wife, wife works uh, part-time that we can do this stuff from home, but it sort of feels like we're in a very chaotic, small cubicle office space, I guess, with three <laughs> kids doing various kinds of schoolwork. And yeah, my wife is doing a, a good chunk of the kind of quote unquote homeschooling with them right now. Although I kind of dip in and get to hear some cool things about, uh, you know, fourth grade science and, uh, uh, sixth grade French, though I don't know French, but my son is is working on that, and so I hear a little bit of that from time to time. And um, uh, we've, uh, we've got kind of a, a setup where we have like uh, what Michelle nicely dubbed a room of requirement, as a Harry Potter reference yeah. there. So I kind of have a working space, and we also have like uh, we've got our TV in here. We also have a piano in here, so our kids do piano and kind of the guest room at times and uh, the music room and kind of the uh, 
everything room depending upon who is in there at any given uh at any given moment reminds me of like uh what's like a jane austen novel you know the room where everybody just kind of congregates together and plays piano Mm. and takes a turn around the room when things get a little boring they do is there a a real name for that room (laughs) turn around the room i need to do more turning around the room yeah, take it. It's usually taking when they want to gossip about everybody else, they take yeah. a turn so that they can gossip a little bit. Mm. I think my taking a turn Austin. around this room would just be me spinning in one little circle. <laughs> <laughs> they are yeah. usually in great rooms of some kind. But... Yeah, right. Any more tapestries, perhaps, on the wall? True. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. we've all been uh, getting used to the new reality of teaching, our finishing out our classes online. How has that been for all of you? I mean, we're only, what, one or two weeks into it now, but what have been, what's been your experience so far? I've been kind of surprised by how exhausting I found it. Here's why. Because I'm like, I'm a millennial. Like, I dig my tech. It's not hard for me. It like the, the switch over, it took some thought, but it wasn't too hard to like execute. But just like the drain of doing things differently all the time and like having to fight with Comcast about my internet and things like that, I think I was just surprised by how much just doing things differently would would be a weight. Uh, and that's something the students have been articulating too. It's just everything's harder. Everything's different. Um, yeah. And plus everybody's carrying extra anxieties and extra weights around anyway. So that's mm-hmm. kind of exacerbated by um, these other complexities of the medium. But so, yeah, it's been fine. We've, we've actually had fairly effective classes, I think, for me, at least, um, in that setting. It's just everybody's tired, man. Um, uh-huh. uh, and we're just trying to figure out how to, like, faithfully do school when it's not as fun or as easy as it was a couple weeks ago, to be yeah. totally honest. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, and when... Uh, piece I'm enjoying it because there's some piece like I'm doing some pre-recorded parts of my classes I think Michelle is as well and so um, that gives me some additional flexibility that I can get those out of the way and then you know on my class days I have some additional time to do this and that a more just different time um, but you know as students are starting to have their own difficulties I mean it's just making it more and more complex like I have a bunch of students that are um, moving back to their home countries and so that yeah. introduces like time change issues uh-huh. and so I mean they're um, in uh, Korea and China and all of that and um, our class meets in the middle of the night and uh, you know that just introduces a whole new thing so um, it's a uh, Put it, we're putting the international in Trinity International University, I guess, but that is creating <laughs> yeah. some dis- additional distance. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's challenging because we've uh, we've been talking so much about the value of doing simulcast because we can kind of retrieve some of the element of the classroom, but that does automatically kind of make it difficult for students that are no longer in this time zone. Like uh-huh. it just everything is so much harder. Yeah. Um, it's a, a dynamic I hadn't anticipated. Go ahead, James. I mean, on that note, I kind of made the decision. And in some ways, I feel like what I decided a week and a half ago, I'm still kind of evaluating because the this, this situation has been so fluid, you know, nationally and globally uh, and the like. But uh, I'm actually teaching four classes this semester. So three regular TEDs classes. And then I added on an undergraduate class as a sabbatical cover. So I'm teaching um, a philosophy course on the undergraduate side. And um, so out of those four classes, uh, there's three different kind of modalities that I'm teaching those classes in, um, mm-hmm. which has been part of the, the challenge of thinking about how to do this effectively, doing given different things. 
So like for one of them, my uh, upper division uh, uh, elective class, we're doing that seminar style simultaneously, you know, Zoom discussions and live and everything. But for my two kind of large lecture classes, I kind of thought perhaps this uh, doing it in a more asynchronous manner, doing it not at the same time would be more effective, really because those students are kind of traveling all over the place. And so there's, I'm doing a lot of pre-recorded, sure. re I'm pre-recording lectures, posting those up, then doing discussion boards and kind of like augmented office hours and that sort of thing to kind of give students the opportunity to to dip in and, and do the class when they have the space and the time to do that. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to do that. I think that is it's good for the situation, but it does mean that I'm trying to always keep in mind these like different timelines and different, um, you yeah. know, modalities for these different classes and where, where everyone might be in the course of, uh, in the course of a week. So, um, but it's also very experimental and just kind of seeing how this goes to flip things on the fly. Yeah. yeah, I had to put together. I'm a list person, and uh, Michelle knows this that my my stress level um, is indicated by how many l simultaneous lists I have, um, and so I had to make a list that's like just like a week by week basis, like all the kind of steps for what I'm doing right now, like recording the lecture, getting the quiz ready, you know, posting it, changing this and that, like all this different stuff, because it's just like so many more steps than usual, and yeah. you know, I, I have four classes as well. Um, and so it's just a lot of things to manage. Um, yeah. Madison, you'll appreciate this. I had to add a category in Trello where I actually was segmenting my day by 15 minute blocks. It was just like, oh, I just couldn't keep it all straight. <laughs> it helps substantially. And then you get to check off a lot of boxes. So keep That's that in mind. Good. It feels good for the brain. Josh, What's how are Trello? Your yeah, but Madison, <laughs> you checked those boxes for me, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. She checked them all. I don't I checked the log the other day. I don't think Josh has like logged in in a century. It's That's because Madison checks those boxes when I do my job. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. That's good. Josh. Josh is like number one heckler and administrative assistant, like all the time. I'm your number Madison. one heckler? I'm well. Yes, you are, but I oh, also reciprocate that pretty well. You're my number well. one. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Josh, how are your That's classes? Okay. Um, yeah, I only have two, and I've been doing it all synchronous through Zoom so far. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, so far, it's been not as disruptive as I had thought it might be, and. Um, yesterday I was, I think I was most concerned about a student presentation to students, um, who are going to kind of lead the class in Hebrews 12, uh, and just wondering how that was going to work. But these two women were just great. Like they came really prepared with, uh, sort of the things they wanted to talk about. They did such a, I was so impressed that they allowed for some of the awkward silences. Um, and then waited, you know, and waited long enough and people would, would jump in, give them time to think. Cause, uh, I always, as the teacher feel a little, can feel like the awkwardness a little bit like, okay, do I need to jump in and say something here? But they did, they did really great. So I was, I don't know, I was really pleased not, um, not to say that, uh, you know, they're, they're all, most of them are all sharing like, yeah, we're by ourselves in our dorm rooms and it's hard and it's lonely, you know, lonely and, um, so, uh, you know, even more, you know, kudos to them, I think for, for persevering through some difficult times. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. 
we had presentations this week in one of my classes and they were some of the best presentations I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like the yep. students rallied. I'll tell you yep. what, they got so creative, like figuring out how to do group projects, like in this reality. Uh, they like, I mean, I was just really impressed by the way that under all yep. these circumstances, students are really doing great work still. Yeah. Yep. So uh, how. What's the next question? By the way, did you just hear my fire alarm go go off? That's um, lunch being being cooked here at my house. Apparently. It's going to be I yummy. Sm- I was smelling some smoke, like it smelled like a tortilla or something like that. And I was like, I don't know, that, that can't be great. And <laughs> fire alarm starts going off. It's off now. It must be taken care of. But. These are the perfect anecdotes for what it's like to try to do these things at home. Yeah, totally. Um, but it's also so Southern Californian of you that you could identify the smell of a tortilla. <laughs> like, and I, so I smelled a tortilla. I thought, what's going on? Don't you know what that smells like? <laughs> I mean, Tex-Mex, right? Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I, I, I think I, I, but I, I don't know that I would go, what? Oh, I don't know that's what it was. That's what okay. it smelled like. I Are can't, you guys I can't. making homemade tortillas? No, no, no. no. I mean, we're not doing that. We buy tortillas from the, from the store and then. I always heat them up on the stovetop, which my wife yeah. is kind of oh. annoyed by sometimes. I like, put them in the microwave for 10 seconds. Microwave, huh? Yeah. Ain't nobody open, got time for that. On the open flame. That's what I like. <laughs> I'm like you, James. Yeah. Wow, I feel so unrefined right now. Well, it gets, it gets like the little uh, brown, you know, mm-hmm. light, yeah. crusty. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, I'm like trying to keep a 2.5 year old from burning his hand off at that point in the day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have time for open flame if I don't need open flame. <laughs> I'm not really allowed to use fire. Unless... <laughs> 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 I'm just mid-gen coordinated. Um... You know what? I've never told you guys about. I burned down our machine shed on our farm. What? <laughs> yeah. Just thinking about fire. It, we'll talk about it another time, though. No, we will absolutely <clears throat> talk nice about teaser. that right now. <laughs> Seriously, you're going to have to tell a story. How Sorry. old were you, Josh? Was it yesterday? Uh, 26. Yeah. So it wasn't that long ago. I mean, but that's no, more but, than a decade ago. Oh, you were I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys okay, we're it's, not the, it's not really that great of a story. But, but you did burn down the machine shed. I was involved in it, Yeah. <laughs> What okay. else was involved in it, Josh? A wisecracking owl? So, okay, the quick, basically the quick story is uh, I, uh, I was home from Trinity. I was an MDiv student at Trinity. I was home at the farm. And um, the, there's this trucker on our farm coming to get grain. He comes in the house and he says, uh, you, you got a little grass fire over here. I've been, you know, watering it down with the hose. It looks like it's out, but you, you know, probably better go back and keep your eye on it. And so I went back and, you know, put some water on it, maybe for like 10 minutes. It was super boring. It was like, I got reading to do. So I went back in the house, totally forgot, you know, the, about like this the dry fire. season grass fire. And next thing I see, there's the, these people on our, our farm that are like driving cars and tractors that belong to us away, you know, like onto our lawn. It's, we have this huge lawn. It's not, and, you know, I go out and I look and the entire machine shed is like just, I mean, it's a huge building. It's just up in flames. And so I Ooh. called my dad and my dad came home. The whole fire department came out completely destroyed. 
and uh, that's that's. So I didn't start the fire, but Josh, I chose have... reading over over yeah. making sure everything was okay on the farm. There's a lesson there somewhere. That's yeah. really on brand for you, Josh. Like everything it's, about that. It's really what on brand. Mm-hmm. On brand. I agree. What does that mean? Fitting? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my dad, he was like, ah, no big deal. <laughs> he's like, Did you have like he's a like, barn raising like, and a barn dance anyway. This just Something? gives me a chance to like, like, uh, you know, do some, do some, you know, or whatever. Amber was actually back and she's like, your family's crazy. You know, sort That's of like, right. we were taking, pic- you know, taking pictures on all the burnt up machinery and stuff. But anyway. If we're not in trouble with Josh's family already, I'd be shocked. Based on but Amber may not be in trouble with him yet. Oh, that's true. She, we, she if my, if my dad's not going to get mad at me for burning down a machine shed, <laughs> I don't think my parents are going to get too upset about little jokes about tuna casseroles. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so tell me this. Uh, are you guys spending much time kind of um, with your families processing kind of the events of the world and those sorts of things going on. How are you having those conversations? What are you wondering about? What are you thinking about? I find myself kind of just trying to focus on the everyday. And every now and again, I realize like there's major issues that I just need to sit and process and I haven't spent a lot of time processing. Are you guys going through that same kind of experience? Mm. Yeah, I think, uh, and I can only, you know, I only speak for myself here, but um, you know, I don't, I don't want to make it, I don't want to be too preachy or whatever. But I, it, there, there is an element of just thinking about Jesus' teaching in the Gospels about him providing for our daily needs and seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness, and having really not knowing what you know tomorrow holds and. Um, again, we're not going through major suffering, um, but but also realizing like we honestly just have no idea, you know, when the world's going to go back to normal, if it ever will go back to normal, what will be our losses, you know, that will come out of this, whether they're uh, whether they're economic or you know, I mean, whether they're health related or whether they're just recreational in terms of things that we, you know, we enjoy. Um, but so I guess we, you, you said, Michelle, something similar, but I think for us in many ways, we are just trying to, um, to take it one day at a time, stay in the moment, um, focus, you know, trying to teach our kids and also embody this for ourselves, you know, gratitude for what God's given us and provided each day. Look at some of the things that might be taken away as an opportunity to, um, I don't know, maybe have some, they might be idols, they might not, but have certain things that might just be sort of stripped away that are not non-essentials. And at the same time, just be trying to continue to be um, embodying spirit of generosity, prayer for the vulnerable, looking for ways to um, uh, try to be good neighbors to people at our church and at our block, on our block here in the neighborhood and students. And so I guess for me, the way we've handled it has in a lot of ways been, let's just, you know, one day, in many ways, take it one day at a time. So, Yeah. What about you, James? Yeah, it's a great question. So as I mentioned, we have three kids. Our oldest is 11, almost 12, and then nine and six. And so they're certainly old enough to like be fully kind of aware at their age level for like what's going on and the like and the kind of upheaval. 
I've been really grateful for their um, sort of taking things in stride. And, and maybe my wife and I are doing a good job of just trying to provide some stability for them in as much as there's been a fair amount of upheaval with with school and the like. And, you know, we're, we're dealing with a little bit of uh, sadness, too. So we're recording here on Friday, the 27th, and we were supposed to fly out tonight to go to California mm-hmm. for my little brother's mm-hmm. wedding. He's getting married on Sunday. And oh, we're sad. not doing that now because California is under a stay at home and Illinois is under a stay at home as well. And so, you know, my brother's going to get married and they've stripped it down to like them and a minister in my like future sister-in-law's living room or something like that. So, yeah. you know, they're going to do it and they're going to do it very uh, in a very small fashion. And, uh, you know, we're not going to be there for that. So we've, you know, we've, we've had to kind of deal with that and process, you know, the, a trip that we were going to take for a really joyous occasion that we're not going to take now. And instead we're going to, you know, continue to, 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 to do what we can to hunker down and, and that sort of a thing. And, um, but, you know, I feel like the kids have been able to, uh, accept kind of the, uh, the reality in, in a healthy manner, which I think in some ways is encouraging for me too, because sometimes kids can be a little bit more resilient and, you know, they're not getting all of the, the news inundated and everything. And so maybe that raises my anxiety level with respect to the, the, the potential, uh, you know, extent of, of, loss of life and the like in this country and around the world and then the sort of financial consequences also but in some ways it's kind of just an encouragement to realize that you know like god does provide for us and cares for us and that may not look like material possessions or material comfort in any mm-hmm. um, place but uh you know eternally that's a, a real strong thing to be i don't know resting in or to be to to, to take as our grounding and our stability and i feel like maybe i've been kind of encouraged just seeing my kids' response uh, in that fashion. So, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of some yeah. of the things that have been going on with us. Yeah. What about you, Madison? Yeah. Um, I am, I've been trying to um, only kind of process what, what I'm actually experiencing and what people are sharing with me because um, I do uh, tend to uh, process um, a lot of different things like, and kind of global issues and stuff like that in really big ways. Um, some, some of which are good and some of which aren't. Um, so, I mean, where I'm at right now is just kind of, um, like feeling the tension about, as I've said, like knowing what the extent of this is, um, and kind of knowing that if it's as bad as some people think it will be that, you know, this is going to take something or someone, um, someone's, um, from me. And, uh, and I don't know uh, what that's going to look like yet, but I, I know it will be substantial. Um, so it's just about kind of watching, um, watching out for our family. Um, some of whom are in really vulnerable positions. Um, and yeah, lamenting some things that we've already lost that are more minimal compared to, you know, other things like our daughter was going to be baptized on Easter. She probably will not. Um, I'm we, sorry, um, no, it's okay. Um, I have a new niece, um, which is a, a wonderful gift. Um, she was born on the 11th and, uh, you know, we were planning on kind of trying to find us a, a trip, uh, you know, a place to, or a time to like sneak down there and see her. And, you know, that's clearly not going to happen. Um, and like our trip, I mean, a number of trips and things that, um, that we were really looking forward to have already been canceled. So, I mean, those are, again, like really minimal compared to what could be on the horizon. 
Um, but I'm, you know, I'm uh, processing and um, and hurting for the people around me that are in much more difficult places than we are, and uh, and trying to, you know, to serve them well and uh, to be present, but not to wallow. Um, uh, me personally, um, that's that's a tendency that I might have that I need to avoid at this time. Yeah, I get that. We have been. It's been. Um, like you have noted, like we recognize in some ways we have this, um, we were set up well for this to work. Like Kenyon and I both had jobs that like we could work at home and stuff. So as we got into this, we kind of realized we had a, a very comfortable, um, kind of stunt ahead of us. Obviously we're giving up a lot and there's a lot of things, but we were kind of struck initially by like, this isn't going to be too terrible for us. We're really lucky. God's been really gracious and we're going to be okay. But, um, as we went farther, like we're starting to feel some of, uh, the losses of this time. Like, um, uh, my, my grandma actually is in hospice, um, and has stopped eating and oh. will likely die within the week. Um, and we will not be able to see her. Mm, thank you. Um, and the reason I can talk about it so plainly is because I think I have been in a mode of just kind of getting through the day and have kind of shelved those emotions and haven't really processed that. Um, cause there's just so many other things to worry about, um, and think about. And so at some point I will fall apart, uh, because that's not really a sustainable pattern, but for right now, I think I've just kind of set it aside. And I think some of us are running that way. And I think that's been my primary concern as I've kind of watched my family is I'm noticing like, even in my toddler, I'm watching us all kind of in self-preservation mode, um, and just kind of getting through the day. And I've seen the way my husband's doing things and the way I'm doing things. Um, and so not only is that not sustainable, but it's also, I mean, it's, it's self-centered. Um, there's a balance between being self-preservation and caring for yourself appropriately and also forgetting to care for the people around you. Uh, and we've just been kind of sensitive the last couple of days to how much, um, even the choices we're making about, for example, not processing this fully are ultimately a little bit selfish because at some point it's going to keep us from being able to care for the people around us if we're not taking care of ourselves as well. So uh, it's just, I've kind of noticed how much all of us can become just like, uh, we just got to do our own thing. We just got to get through as opposed to like really making sure that we're being responsible citizens um, of this world of the kingdom and and caring for the people around us. Um, So that's, that's kind of what we've been struggling with um, making sure we're caring for ourselves, obviously, but um, in such a way that we can continue to disciple people, um, mm-hmm. which is hard enough yeah. in this time, especially like in a job like ours. So much of our job is about caring for other people and guiding them uh, in this time. And so like, we got to be put together enough uh, to mm-hmm. help people uh, and give them guidance when um, we don't really know what's happening and we don't really know what's mm-hmm. best either, frankly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all have a big job to do. There's no question about that. It's been really good to kind of spend some time talking to you guys, finding out what's going on and recognizing we're not alone and kind of struggling to make sense of some things and noticing that our patterns are different, but also, you know, um, being grateful for how God has cared for us. So thank you for having some space to kind of chat about that. Uh, We want to take a minute to thank our listeners uh, for jumping in even to this kind of new medium um, and caring enough to kind of listen in and see how lives are going. Uh, We care deeply about you and we are grateful that you chose to join us today. And we hope in some way um, you felt like you were here with us having a conversation. Uh, We hope that you'll stay up with us on social media and some different places so that we can uh, keep track of what's going on in your lives. Um, It was great to be there. Thank you, Curtis, uh, our producer, for 
um, the hard work you do to make this work. Um, and thank you to each of my co-hosts uh, for being here with us today. Um, I'm Michelle Knight. I'm Madison Pierce. This is Josh Jip. And I'm James Arcadi. Have a great day. See y'all. Bye. Thanks.